Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Randy Bud, Rudy Tom Jonovich, Joey Devine, Frank Hamlin, Butch Von Granikov. Bill Burka, Byron Scott, Patreons, Charles F. Thank you, Charles F. Queen Ozymandias. Thank you, Your Highness. Ryan Phillips. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with America's Uncle Dad, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm great. I'm just, uh, you know, um, staring at my Twitter spaces, looking at uh, <laughs> just Lakers fans scream at each other at 1239 in the morning over uh, what happened to them. Yeah, so my uh, my dad had been, uh, my, my mom's at the hospital right now. She's doing okay. But he came back from the hospital and immediately poured me a glass of whiskey. Mm-hmm. And uh, demanded that we toast the end of the Lakers season together. <laughs> uh, he also gave me a blow by blow account 
of the playoff game between the South Bay Lakers and the Santa Cruz Warriors, mm-hmm. which uh, I assume uh, he made my mom watch in her uh, <laughs> hospital bed. Um, <laughs> so it was a big night. Uh, congratulations to the South Bay Lakers, the most successful uh, postseason team in the Lakers the, organization. The Lakers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did they did win a they won a playoff game. So in your face, LeBron, Darren Collison and Andre Ingram and Mac McClung won. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Wait, and Russell Westbrook. Darren zero. Collison plays for the South Bay Lakers. Yeah, and Andre Ingram. Dude, even re- Darren, Look, Co- Darren Collison is must be real serious about coming back then. I always assumed because he would just, like, work out for a team, come back. I assumed he was, like, faking it, you know? Yeah, well, he signed with them on uh, March 24th, I believe. So he was trying uh, to get, on, get a spot on the big club. Well, I just think that um, even the Lakers G League team is old as fuck, Joey. <laughs> That's the real lesson. <laughs> They're like, we need, you know how some teams like run G League teams will just run like the big clubs offense. So Mm -hmm. they're ready to go. That's what they needed. They're like, they, these guys need to learn to play with super old guys. Like they need to be able to, to throw, run the triangle offense with one of the points of the triangle suffering from debilitating back spasms. (laughs) They need to. They need to know how early they need to show up to to help their elderly teammates out of the car and off the bus. Um, yeah, like I feel like the the Lakers are they, the, the South Bay Lakers probably like know the most about retirement planning mm-hmm. of any team in the G League, and like uh, this is the only it's the only place in the league where they're just basically like like. What what kind of music are you guys blasting? And they're like Lincoln Park. What else would we be listening to in this locker room? All right, before we go to the news, Sean, uh, I want to help a friend out here. Um, our friend Queen Ozymandias, uh, Christine, is uh, donating. Oh, sorry, is she's not donating? We want she wants you to donate, and we're going to be <laughs> donating. Uh, <laughs> She, uh, she's raising money for uh, the Western Pennsylvania Fund for Choice, which serves patients throughout Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia who have to travel to Pittsburgh for care. You, uh, you can help her raise money by going to fund.nnaf.org slash Queen Um But you know what? Don't take me, some dude who doesn't live in Pennsylvania's uh, word for it, we had Christine come to. Hello, my friends. Uh, this is Christine or Queen Ozymandias or QO, the famously not Italian round ball what the fucker. Um, so some pals in the round ball rock discord already know I'm raising money for the Western Pennsylvania Fund for Choice right now. Um, shouts to Deberu, Tailboy, Lou, El Hafnero, Eusebio, Mike. Uh, R. Safford and maybe other people that I'm that I missed uh, for already donating. This is like such a beautiful community, and I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Um, so the Western PA Fund for Choice is an abortion fund that serves patients in the Pittsburgh area. Um, Pittsburgh's clinics are known as Haven clinics because they serve patients from surrounding states that have stricter abortion laws than we have here in Pennsylvania. And with all the horrific shit that's happening to abortion access around the country, abortion funds literally save lives. 
Um, and the Western PA Fund specifically not only helps pay for abortions, it also provides support to patients by helping pay for travel and childcare and housing and food, which is incredibly important when you have to drive hundreds of miles to take a fucking pill. Um, and I know, like, when I was pregnant, I was incredibly lucky to be able to afford taking time off work and traveling out of state with help from my friends um, because I lived in a place that didn't have a clinic and I had to drive to fucking Maryland. Um, and I know that if I had stumbled at any of the dozens of roadblocks um, to access abortion, I still would have found a way to end my pregnancy and I could have ended up doing something unsafe. Um, and abortion funds help protect people that are making that choice. And, like, abortion is a super normal thing. It's so common. Literally one in three people who are capable of pregnancy um, will end up having an abortion in their lifetime. Um, and it's the stuff that the stuff that makes it scary um, is how hard it can be to access and how scary it can be when you're in that situation and you don't know what to do. Um, and abortion funds help protect people who are making that choice. Um, and they're really wonderful and do really incredible work. So um, if you want to help me raise money, you can go to fund.nnas.org slash cleanozymandius to donate and yeah, I love you all very much, and I'm I'm really grateful for this community. So I hope you guys are having a good night. <laughs> Thank you, Queen Ozymandias, for uh, being a really good person. We here at Roundball Rock uh, agree with everything she just said. Abortion is a human right, and it's healthcare, and abortion is normal. Abortion saves lives. So please, if you can afford it, Donate to fund.nnaf.org slash Queen Ozymandias. And if you need to know how to spell Ozymandias, go to a used bookstore and go to their graphic novel section and open up <laughs> Watchmen. Um, right. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, very supporting. Donate to this fund. It's, it's great. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good one. And also... Um, even if you're even if you're on the fence, yet she found out through DNA testing that her Italian heritage was a lie mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago. She She's was still one hundred percent that not Italian. <laughs> that um, not Italian. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, just 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 for that alone, like it's a good cause, but also she's still been she's still been wondering like. Imagine waking up every morning and wondering, what's the matter, me? And then you don't know. Uh, and again, <laughs> one last time, that URL, it's in the, it'll be in the description of this episode, but it's fund.nnaf.org slash Queen Ozymandias. And again, if you need to know how to spell Ozymandias, uh, DM Zack Snyder on Twitter. <laughs> um... <laughs> Because he directed Watchmen, Sean. Yeah, yeah I did get um, that. Uh, she's the queen of the man who put the squid in the, in the city. Uh, all right. Um, because uh, normally this is where we do some business. We're not going to do that, though, because save your money this month. And, uh, yeah. But Give her five stars on iTunes. As well. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely. It's the only. It's actually you're only allowed to give Queen Ozymandias five. It's a quirk. Of Apple's system, we're not gonna we're not gonna fight it. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go to the news. 
This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean. We hinted at it earlier, but <laughs> what's the big story? Joey, the Los Angeles Lakers, the the powerhouse team, everybody's favorite NBA team, uh, inspiring people from from El Segundo mm -hmm. all the way to Palmdale. Well, maybe not all the way to Palmdale, all the way to uh, <laughs> all the way to uh, West Covina. Uh -huh. Maybe not all the way to East Covina, but you know what? All the way to Covina. Uh, they have been eliminated from the playoffs tonight. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs win. Over the Denver Nuggets, combined with the Lakers' loss to the Phoenix Suns, uh, eliminated them from uh, playoff contention and play-in contention mm -hmm. as well. Also, they're uh, also I believe they're been eliminated from play-pen contention, mm -hmm. uh, play-doh contention, and play-a-hating contention. They they're going to have to just let the players play until mm -hmm. until the fall. Yep. Um. So, Sean, I'm going to run you through the teams that beat out uh, many people's picks to win the championship this year after mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of the summer. Here are the teams that beat them out for the play-in. The San Antonio Spurs with the winningest coach of all time, who um, at the deadline traded veterans for picks to try yeah, and tank. Thaddeus Young and Derek White were both shipped away uh -huh. so the Spurs could just pack it in and now maybe qualify for the playoffs. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> who knows? Uh, another team that beat out the Lakers, uh, who also, by the way, have the Lakers draft pick, the New Orleans Pelicans, <laughs> who will be getting the 11th pick in the draft this year. They started one. No, no, no. It's oh. going to be. Uh, oh, sorry. Going, they, it's, it's seven. It's. It's top ten. If protected. it were eleven, the Grizzlies would. The Grizzlies would get it. So now the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. <laughs> every every win. Every loss the Lakers take is uh, is just a stake in their hearts. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, Keith, from Fast Break Breakfast. Uh, you don't get to have a championship contender and the 11th pick in the draft. Yeah, All this right. isn't this isn't the 1980s <laughs> Lakers or Celtics, Keith. <laughs> um, the New Orleans Pelicans will probably will be in the play-in game. Uh, they started at one in twelve. Uh, and Zion Williamson started, played in zero games. Mm -hmm. uh, but don't worry, he dunked on Instagram, Sean. That's true. And his, I heard his father-in-law says he has a great chance of coming back from the playoffs. So mm -hmm. we've now had an Instagram video, mm -hmm. a random UCLA student, and Zion's stepdad. Mm -hmm. uh, th that's three sources, Those according the three to the New York Times. of the Zion Apocalypse. I, be <laughs> I believe that's good enough for the New Yorkers team of fact checkers. <laughs> uh, the Clippers uh, beat the Lakers out. They had no Kawhi and Paul George missed 50 games. And also they're the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm -hmm. That's um, a good, that's a really good point. Um, uh, also beating out LeBron James and Anthony Davis, two of the top five players in the NBA in Norway. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, top of, 75 in NBA history, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, are, of course, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are led by Carl, noted winners, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. This will and be their also, second. They're the Timberwolves. <laughs> it'll be their second playoff appearance in, uh, I believe, 18 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, also, also oh, yeah. uh, I just want to add this. Um, 
Joey, do you remember what the Portland Trailblazers did at the trade deadline? Uh, yeah, they traded as many people as possible. And then what have they been doing since then? Just winning games, baby. <laughs> I mean, they've been benching a lot of people. But uh, uh, in the second half of the season, they are one game better than the LA mm-hmm. Lakers. I mean, a month ago, it mm-hmm. seemed, even though we were all making fun of the Lakers and they were terrible, it seemed that none of these teams could catch them. No! <laughs> Like, this is somehow a worse collapse in this month than the whole collapse had been. Oh, absolutely. Like, like there was no... Ch- this is like... Look, it. The, March started and it was like a second plane coming out of nowhere to hit the <laughs> L.A. Lakers. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, we were, like, debating jokingly if if LeBron was, like, so done... That he didn't even want to be in the plan. Like, mm-hmm. like if that was enough to get like Vogel fired and Polinka oh, wait. fired. Wait. Oh, I for I should have done it. I should have started with this. I can't yeah. believe it. What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. It's probably the last time we're gonna get to play that. What's I... up, Lakers fans? Coach <laughs> Frank Vogel here. Uh, I miss it. I miss him so much. Um. <laughs> Well, yes, we'll be so, coaching the Sacramento Kings, right? Well, we'll let's let's get to that <laughs> later, Joey. Um, so we're going to. Um, well, anyway, that so so yeah, it looked like it looked like we were joking about them like missing the plan entirely on purpose, mm-hmm. but they couldn't they couldn't have done worse on purpose. No, like they're out tanking tanking teams, and uh, I also think that maybe LeBron's plan of losing to knock out Palenka has really backfired because you know what else happened this week, Joey? What else happened this week, Sean? Uh, one of the most brilliant basketball analysts on Twitter uh, went on TV and gave his take on uh, the Lakers offseason, kind of a first-hand account. I'm, of course, talking about Irvin Magic Johnson. <laughs> uh, you know him from Winning Time. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, know him, him if you were at the Popeye's Chicken convention this week. Mm-hmm. You know him from those Capital One commercials where uh, he, for some reason, they're acting like his nickname is Novel still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he went on TV and said, uh, gave a firsthand account. Now, this is, as you can see in Winning Time, uh, he and Jeannie Buss have had a long, a long friendship. I have a feeling that he might have had a conversation with Jeannie Buss before this television appearance, but he talked about how DeMar DeRozan had called him. DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. and his people had called Magic to let him know that he wanted to go to the Lakers and yeah. that they were going to make that happen. They weren't going to have to trade anyone. And then LeBron James started talking to Russell Westbrook, and they abandoned the DeMar mm-hmm. DeRozan plan. And so DeMar had to go to Chicago and become an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Lakers got Russell Westbrook uh, and uh, ditched um, Contavious Couple Pope, Kyle Kuzma, mm-hmm. and uh, Montrezl Harrell. And also it's, didn't trade for Buddy Heald. They didn't trade for Buddy Heald either. Oh, that's also something that Magic brought up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, they just all- would have trade Kuzma, traded Kuzma for Heald, is what he said. And now, which what, also, uh, based on their seasons, uh, would have been a bad trade. I mean, yeah, well, but Kuzma's like, been awesome this year. I'm, yeah, but Buddy Heald has also made 273 pointers sure. this year. So just, just look. I'm not knocking Kyle Kuzma. Just there might have been there might have been 
a little bit of a log jam at the forward position sure. for the LA Lakers this year. No, That's I'm all. just saying, uh, and I think he still would have done this on the Kings is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, Sacramento, the women of Sacramento are the real losers here. I gotta say. Uh, and like, also doesn't Kyle Kuzma's style kind of seem like it's a little Sacramento in a way. Like, I mean, a little bit, but I don't know. Like, I think he could have inspired. I just think he would have been like a, a beloved. He would have been a legend already. Look, one of the truest things I've ever said on this podcast is that Kyle Kuzma is the Pete Davidson of the NBA. So, mm-hmm. um, and you know, who's also killing it? Pete Davidson. So <laughs> they're both having a great year. Um, um, okay, so we we. Yeah, so so that's those are the so anyway, Magic Johnson just basically went on TV and gave LeBron James the finger. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, down but in in positive. But also, it's not like Palinka is LeBron's choice either, though. Like, right? They're not going to stick with Palinka, right? That's what we should talk about before we get to our coaches. Oh, I think they'll. St- why wouldn't they stick with Palinka? Why would they stick with Palinka? I mean, the whole, because he's, like, that's how the Lakers do business. <laughs> I just, like, you're a forever, you could become, like, Magic Johnson resigned from his job without, without telling, telling anybody, yeah, yeah. and he's still in the inner circle. Right, but she, she he's, like, Jeannie's actual lifelong friend. Like, Palinka's just, like, a freak who uh, hitched his he, wagon to Kobe Bryant. Like. Yeah, but he's, a, he's, he's Kobe Bryant's ghost's lifelong friend. Like, that's, I'm... I'm I'm serious though. Like all of the Lakers' actions since the trade deadline do not indicate that Rob Palenka is going somewhere. I mean, right? I just can't imagine that you'd keep him, <laughs> even like, if you're like we're a family. You'd be like, guess what? I fired my brothers too. I'm sorry, Rob. You gotta go. But who? Who are you going to bring in? Well, that's like, that's like, what, what's the point? I'm telling you, I know who they'd bring in. Are you ready? Who's that? It's a winning time reunion. They're getting Pat Riley back in the house. Oh. I think it's the only way he'd leave Miami. <laughs> I <Full> circle, baby. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe I can, I can see that. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's no reason to keep Polinka. I just don't think they're going to like. I mean, I have no idea how long he's signed for, but the the Lakers don't seem to be in a, a bit of a money saving mode right now. <laughs> but but some good news, Joey, mm-hmm. is that uh, Kendrick Nunn has opted in oh, already okay. for next year's uh, salary of five million dollars. As gonna Anthony Davis next year. Well, as Anthony Davis said this week, uh, you know, the season was derailed by injuries to him. They didn't have him all the time. They didn't have LeBron all the time. And they didn't have Kendrick Nunn at all. So that that was tough to overcome. Yeah, uh, yeah so he's coming back. And they've still got uh, the untouchable Talon Horton Tucker is under contract for next year. And Laker he's got Laker. a player option. He's got a player option for 2023-24. Uh, for so that's pretty nice. <laughs> okay, but, there, but uh, unfortunately, we did get... News from a friend of the podcast, uh, the shining star of Bleacher Report, Jake Fisher. Is he a friend of the podcast? He's never I, been I, on. I just, I just keep saying that every time we bring him up. Uh, <laughs> I actually was not even following him on Twitter before today, and I was like, I should probably follow that guy. Um, 
He reported today that facing elimination tonight, the Lakers are still expected to part ways with coach Frank Vogel at the end of season's end. Two names most often linked by league figures as potential replacements currently coach other teams, mm-hmm. Quinn Snyder and okay. Doc Rivers. Um, okay. <laughs> can, I would like to discuss the other possible candidates before we do a deep dive on those on other Quinn two. Quinn and Doc? Okay, yeah. sure. Uh, two favorites of the podcast, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, two of the other candidates, the other candidates include Steve Clifford, former Orlando Magic and former Charlotte Hornets coach. Good coach, but uh, health problems. And Re- Mike retired Brown. because of health problems. Would would Steve Clifford die I if he, he coached would. the Lakers? Okay. Um, I will say He's this. He's kind of like heart attack Vogel, though, you know? Yeah, no, that, I mean, didn't he... Who took over for who? Clifford took over for Vogel in Orlando, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Clifford was better than Vogel in Orlando. That's for sure. Yeah. Although a lot. Yeah. 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 The Clifford made the playoffs a bunch twice. Um, That's true. I mean, no, Clifford's a good coach. He's just had to. He's he's had to leave coaching because of. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrible, terrible stress mm-hmm. before. Um, and you, you said Mike Brown. Mike Brown, Joey. Wasn't Mike he Brown, the Lakers coach for like twelve days one time. He he coached the Lakers before. He also coached LeBron. Hasn't before. LeBron gotten him fired twice? Uh, yes. I uh-huh. think technically. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they actually fired him before they realized LeBron was coming back in 2014. Because I don't think they would have hired David Blatt if they really thought LeBron was coming oh, back. Right, right. You're uh, right yeah. but. I mean, that's only a technicality. He would have gotten Mike Brown fired if if he had been in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing, Joey. As we all know, uh, you and I like to break down film of the Lakers. And we know that mm-hmm. the main problem uh, <laughs> is that the Lakers have been guarding the strong side corner three too much this season. They're not just running away from that guy from no reason and giving him an open three. Which like is what the Warriors like the, have, the Warriors have the under defensive months. coordinator Mike Brown. So that's that's really Look, what they need. I do want to give Mike Brown some credit <laughs> this year. I think Mike Brown uh, – <laughs> defensively was doing some really interesting things earlier this year when they had all their players. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I like um, Mike Brown. I, I just... don't think he should coach the Lakers, though. Mike Brown like a... should coach, like, I don't know, who else is going to? Um, seems like nobody, right? Who is going to fire their coach? A Sacramento. <laughs> he, Yeah, he'd be a good Sacramento coach, actually, I think. I'm trying to think who else is going to fire their coach. I don't know. Who I don't know if anyone else is like yeah really on the chopping block right now. Maybe Tom Thibodeau would Mike Brown coach no, the Knicks? He'd be, ter- be a terrible Knicks coach. It says he needs says, like a young team. Like he needs like he needs something nice. Yeah, like, and, like, like something nice for Mike Brown. Yeah. Um. um okay. Anyway. Um, uh. But let's talk. Let's talk about the big guns. Yeah. Uh. Let's talk Doc first. Okay. Isn't it weird that Doc is in this rumor considering <laughs> what are the the team he coaches is yes. in the standings and what they've done? <laughs> well, can I so here's the rumor apparently uh-huh. Doc Rivers is available despite Daryl Morey hiring him. It wasn't mm-hmm. like this was a a guy he inherited. They hired Doc Rivers, after he got fired by the Clippers uh, two years ago. Um, 
Now, supposedly, the rumor is, and again, I, I, this is just rumors. Uh, I, I know people like to aggregate our podcast, but we're taking this from <laughs> aggregation. Um, supposedly, Daryl Morey wants to run it back in Philadelphia with Mike D'Antoni and James Harden, mm-hmm. even though three years ago in Houston, he forced Mike D'Antoni out uh-huh. by uh, just letting his contract expire. And the last time that Mike D'Antoni had a a big post center who scored a lot, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, he resigned and went to the Knicks. Mm -hmm. The Knicks, Joey. (laughs) And also, uh, he is uh, just, he is two years younger than Greg Popovich, a man people assumed uh, would retire two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does it seem like Mike <laughs> D'Antoni is a good fit for no. the Philadelphia 76ers? Now, now I that don't being said, think Mike I D'Antoni, think Mike D'Antoni would want to coach James Harden again. Because Mike D'Antoni legit hated the offense he had to run in Houston and would say it all the time. <laughs> no, but he, he liked running the high screens for Harden, right? Yes, but he hated running ISO for one guy every single play, remember? <laughs> well, I I agree with that. Uh, also, uh, you want a guy who can really adjust in the postseason? Mike D'Antoni is not your man. I'm sorry. It just seems like not a good fit. I know he's been an assistant there before. I know, like, he's worked for the organization, He's worked for Maury, but what a weird move. Also, Look, aren't the Sixers in, like, third place? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, overpaid Doc to get there. Okay, so they have, they're have they in they're in fourth, but they have the same record as the two seed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um... They, the, Dwight, Joel Embiid might win MVP. <laughs> well, and also, one of his players, um just wasn't playing for the year. And look, I know, look, I know, he, I know his feelings. I, look, I know his feelings got hurt, but like, I don't, I don't really blame Doug Rivers for that. Uh, he has a five-year I, contract. I, actually, I don't understand. I do not understand this rumor that Doc Rivers is going well, to become I available. Say, I actually kind of do blame Doc Rivers <laughs> hurt, but we don't have to relitigate that. Now. Wait, you, but have you watched the video though, Joey? We the thing he gets, show. the thing he gets his feelings hurt about is like a three second comment that follows a bunch of praise. Right, but what I'm saying is like it's Doc Rivers' uh, it's his job to have fixed that before it got to that place. You know what I mean? Where he and Joel Embiid are both throwing the guy under the bus after a playoff series. I'm, like, I'm just, but but. I just think that the amount that they that either one of them threw him under the bus is like the most sensitive flowers description of what happened. Right, there. we've talked because, about this fifty times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't but I, so I don't, really I, don't, I, don't I don't understand your position. Is what I'm saying. Okay, is that that is that you're like the five seconds of near human weakness was enough to break an adult man. I didn't say he's breaking <laughs> it. I'm just saying. Doc does also have sort of a tendency to point fingers not at Doc when he loses because he did it on the Clippers too. Well, I mean, um, I would not hire Doc Rivers as a coach. I just, I'm just saying, uh, 
in that particular situation, uh, I mean, it's not, uh, anyway, so we, um, okay. But the other rumor beats, okay. So if, if he's in the Lakers, what are, what are the upsides? Doc coaching the Lakers? Doc coaching the Lakers. Well, he gets to golf again. He gets to golf again. That's true. He can't. Yeah, not as great in Philly. Um, (laughs) I think he can get back all that money he hid in the arena ceiling. That's That's, that's really important. Um, Uh, He can uh, hang out with DeAndre Jordan some more. No, well, DeAndre's on his team now. <laughs> I know, I was, yeah, but like he's a free agent. The, aren't the Lakers going to sign him again? Yeah, I mean, why yes. not, right? <laughs> uh, he knows how to defend the team from locker room attacks. That's really important uh, in that building. Um, you know what? I was going to say, like, that the Lakers don't have anyone who's slept with his daughter, but he actually seems to go out of his way to make sure there's at least one of those mm-hmm. players on the roster. Like, like he tr- they traded Seth Curry. Yeah, he's a chill dad. He doesn't hold it against his daughter's ex boyfriends, dude. But it, cool. it's like it. But it's like it's almost like he's a like a cuck of a father because <laughs> I know. Seth Curry left, uh-huh. and like within a week they had DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> it's weird. Like it's, it's not. It's not like there have been a lot of NBA look, players that have dated her. It's like three. <laughs> look, he's never had a son before, so those are like his sons to him. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, right. Okay, so the other rumor, which is so much weirder, Joey, is that he is going to leave the Sixers uh-huh. and join the Utah Jazz. See, this is perfect. This, this is one, the perfect fit. This Doc is, Rivers, I just, I love this one so much. The Laker one is like way more plausible, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. But this one is so perfect. Like, why not? <laughs> Look, Doc Rivers has proven that he is the perfect man to come to your team if your team is having a locker room war mm-hmm. between one guy who's really good at defense but mm-hmm. doesn't like to shoot hates one it, yeah. guy <laughs> who really likes to shoot and is like uh treated like a saint like all of his flaws are hidden because uh everyone just blames the other guy <laughs> oh and he's so funny on social media yeah, he's yeah. like a real fun guy yeah. <laughs> doc is the perfect guy to bring in to sever that relationship <laughs> forever <laughs> also can you imagine Letting go of Quinn Snyder because he keeps blowing leads in the playoffs. Yeah. And that your solution Doc is Doc Rivers. <laughs> uh, okay, so he, he has worked for Danny Ainge before. I don't feel like that relationship ended well, Joey. Am I wrong about that? Uh, no. If In fact, if I remember clearly, wasn't Doc sort of mad that Danny Ainge got all the credit? Well, and also... um. Because they're racist in Boston. (laughs) Right. Yes. Uh, That someone with a podcast maybe, like, ripped on him for four straight years. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. um, Anyway, uh, the – but also – they when when he left and went to the Clippers, they extracted a pick – and then basically held Austin hostage and were like, you have to trade for Austin or we're just going to never play him and end his NBA career. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, like, like again, 
maybe these relationships are more complicated than I realize. Maybe I'm focusing on the negatives, but it <laughs> seems like these previous work relationships are not really a positive in these particular cases. Uh, okay, so the upsides are he is not allowed to have pregame chapel, which he hates. Uh-huh. Uh, that the cause well, of the Warriors Clippers feud. Thing, <laughs> uh, but he, he could only have pregame tabernacle, so that's uh, that's yeah, gonna that's work. Great. Uh, um, yeah. So, uh, but but I just can you imagine him on the sidelines, just like Donovan, Rudy. I don't want you to pass the ball to Rudy at all. Less than any other player in the league, any other guard center combo. I want you to lower those numbers. <laughs> well, we should talk about <laughs> we should talk about Quinn here really quickly now that we're, we're in Jazz Land. Um, yeah. First off, uh, a hilarious tweet um, from the Utah Jazz media. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, that said, uh, before the game, Quinn Snyder had a 19-minute, 3,058-word message for reporters sharing his disple- displeasure about two narratives around the team. One, that Mitchell doesn't pass to Gobert enough and that Utah loses fourth-quarter leads. Yeah. <laughs> um, first off, uh, if you're a coach who's going to get fired, um, well, no, it's like, you know, you're a coach who's going to get fired if before a pre, uh, before, uh, the, one of the last games of the season, you're giving out a 3000 word mess, 19 minute message to that reporters. Is a, that's officially a filibuster <laughs> at that point. <laughs> And the thing he was mad about was essentially, uh, I believe this is this McCade Pearson at mm-hmm. McCade P8, yeah. uh, a tweet uh, that I was so excited about when you said it to me initially, Joey. Uh, Joe, Joe Ingles has passed the ball to Rudy Gobert 174 times this season. Donovan Mitchell has passed the ball to Rudy Gobert 151 times this season. Uh-huh. Joe Ingles tore his ACL over two years ago. Two months ago. Two months ago, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh and then uh, that's that's a lot less than mm-hmm. Booker uh, to Aiden. For yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, just some some just to put that into context. Yeah. Uh, Devin Booker has passed to DeAndre Aiden three hundred and sixty one times this season. Uh-huh. Uh, Jason Tatum has passed to Rob Williams two hundred and twenty eight times this season. Those are both. Uh-huh. Well over the 151 times Donovan Mitchell's passed to Rudy Gobert. Also, also Jason Tatum is a forward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just to... And uh, <laughs> Ice Trey has passed to Clint Capella uh, 472 times and 152 assists, which is one more assist than Donovan Mitchell has passed to Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, Quinn had some responses. He said that he's, he basically said, well, Mike Conley's the point guard. Why would Donovan Mitchell pass to him? If, if you've like, that's like he wasn't watching the Jazz play at all. Like, yeah, yeah. Donovan, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell has the ball a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also said they shoot a lot of threes, so Gobert wouldn't get a pass then, too. Um, and then the other thing he said was that the Jazz weren't chokers just because they've blown a lot of double-digit leads because some of those double-digit leads were in the first half, uh, but they have blown seven double-digit fourth-quarter leads, which is the most in the league. Mm-hmm. And then he insisted that they had won, 
uh, a few of those games. Yeah. Great. Um, I feel bad for Quinn. I'm going to be honest. I think Quinn yes. Snyder is a very good coach who's uh, also maybe one of those coaches that can only be a coach at a place for five years. <laughs> I, I think uh, that's actually most coaches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but also, like, this seems like since COVID, this team has felt like it was going to do this and they just ignored it, right? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like when that season got canceled two years ago, it seemed like they were at their breaking point. Yeah. And then they had a really good regular season last year. Oh, oh. And then they came back and in the bubble, they blew a 3-1 lead Mm -hmm. and they were at their breaking point. But then they ran it back. They were the top seed in the West. And then after they blew their uh, second round series, they were at their breaking point. Mm -hmm. And essentially just ran it back again. Well, they like, got they brought Rudy go uh, Rudy Gay in who uh uh is now out of the rotation. Well, and they they after after one of the failures, they brought back Derek Favors and then after the other favor, the other failure, they got rid of Derek Favors. Uh-huh. Uh but essentially it's the same team. Well, I don't think we need to take our word for it here. Um Uh-huh. Our friend Greg mm-hmm. from the Brigham Young Money podcast from Unsalvageables with our friend Sarah, the Utah uh-huh. Jazz podcast. Um, he had a response yeah. for Quinn Sp- Snyder. It's a three minute, 375 word message. Yeah. Um, I think he could have gone for 3000, but yeah. ultimately the three minutes is the longest voicemail you can leave. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, guys. It's Greg here, and I'm calling first and foremost because we are in the age of accountability, and I would like to hold space for my wrongness, that wrongness being that both Sarah and I came on a few weeks ago and talked about how the Jazz were going to be just fine, and it turns out we were wrong and maybe had not been incredibly honest so sorry about that because here in salt lake it's pretty easy to see that the vibes well well, the vibes are fucked (laughs) and they're not getting better better anytime soon uh quinn snyder has fully become the principal from daria and i'm very worried about his heart uh every single night donovan mitchell turns into Mark Wahlberg from Boogie Nights, but the basketball version, and just does his, it's my big dick take and just ends up ruining everything, (laughs) which is bad. And then Rudy Gobert has a uh, a passion for his crystals. And unfortunately, he does not have have a crystal where he can catch the ball in the post and make a bucket. So uh, I know you guys are both Warriors fans. Uh, congratulations on getting to the second round. That's that's an incredible accomplishment for a team that has been uh, just mired in adversity all year long. I'm very happy for Draymond. He's getting his wish. And um, I will just fade off into the distance until maybe next season. 
I hope wherever Donovan and Rudy land, they're happier. And, you know, when we end up with uh, Maxi Kleber and Davis Bertans, <laughs> along with Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a great look. And uh, things are going to be fantastic. And we're just going to we're going to move forward, onward and upward. After seeing Ryan Smith's rebrand of the Utah Jazz, I have full faith that he can build a team, you know. And then, of course, we've got Danny Ainge, and he has an impeccable record. So the amount of draft stock we're about to get is it's going to be right up there with the Thunder, and I expect him to make big moves. Anyway, again, thanks for holding space. And allowing me to come forward and be honest with you. A lovely day. I love Greg, man. Oh man, that that somehow like brought me up and also kind of brought me down. Uh, <laughs> so Sean, let's get to Quinn here, real. Yeah, quick. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where? Because he's obviously not going to be coaching the. Um, uh huh. Where is the ideal place for Quinn Snyder to be coaching? I don't think it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, yes. Uh, is it because he has too much of a uh, Menendez brothers vibe? <laughs> yeah, like like he, his whole vibe is court TV. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's the defendant or one of the lawyers <laughs> or one of the commentators, but like, very much like someone is shouting near him or he is shouting at them. Um, <laughs> he seems like, look, I would say his number one, <laughs> I would say uh, Quinn Snyder's vibe is sort of um, uh, one of the Lincoln lawyer's clients who's definitely guilty. Um, that has uh-huh. somehow hired the Lincoln lawyer who the Lincoln lawyer will then trick into going to jail. But, after he gets him off in court for murdering his wife. Right, right. And like that's the kind of justice that uh the Lincoln you know, the, lawyer admits. The Lincoln yeah. lawyer, yeah. Like he he's both the defense lawyer and the prosecutor of his own client somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the lead detective on the case. Uh-huh. Um yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, like like he seems so nervous. Um I have posted videos before uh, just detailing the tremendous amount that he blinks uh-huh, yeah. in press conferences. And I just don't think that I'm not casting any aspersions, but the Lakers home arena has a, a special secret room mm-hmm. that is designated for Jack Nicholson, or I would say almost anyone can go in and, and quietly do drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, does that seem like the right thing <laughs> no. for a place that's employing Quinn Snyder? No. He does have a he does have a law degree and a business degree from Duke. Now you know you know what would make sense? Quinn Snyder in New York. Yes. Yes. And Tibbs like, in like, Utah actually kind of makes some sense too. I could see both of those things. Like, <laughs> like let's let's see Rudy Gobert be fussy when he's playing forty five minutes a game. Yeah, 
Can they just trade for each other? Can they trade coaches? Oh, my God. Because Quinn Snyder kind of has like a Riley Jr. slash American Psycho vibe yes. yeah, that yeah. I think would work pretty well. And um, he would he would play the young players. Mm-hmm. You yep. know what I mean? And then, um, you know, it seems like he gets along with Donovan Mitchell pretty well. So when Donovan Mitchell does get traded to the Knicks... Uh, <laughs> He'll have, like, a lot of familiarity there. Well, I mean, look, I, I think he gets along really... I bet he'd get along really well with Russell Westbrook, who's going to be the <laughs> Knicks point guard next year. <laughs> um. Oh, my God. What a what an offseason it's going to be for the that. The Lakers are... They're bringing the family back, right? They're going to rehire Magic Johnson. They're going to trade Russell Westbrook for Julius Randle. <laughs> well, do you, do you know the... Do you know the um, the the actual Quinn Snyder rumor, besides that the Lakers theoretically want him, but I mean the same way every player is a potential is Laker waiting to happen. Be the Duke coach? Is no, go replace they, Coach they, K. No, they they are. The, John Shire's got that locked up. Mm, good, good job. John. Uh, no, it's it's that he will be the Coach Pop successor in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Quinn, like Pop has one more year. Quinn goes there. Uh, in a year. And that's because Becky Hammond left. Yeah, well, they, they forced And Tim Duncan off. also retired. <laughs> and Tim, well, Tim Duncan just uh, actually just liked working out at the facility. Yeah, and yeah. I think they told him, you don't have to be a coach. You, <laughs> you just like, hang you, out here. You, yeah, you, I mean, he lives down the street and he has like a body shop across the street for like cars for really tall men. Um, <laughs> well, no, they do Punisher customs, right? Yeah, Remember they also, he has that Punisher car. He does have a Punisher Tim car. Tim Duncan has, for those of you that don't know, uh, pun, the Tim Duncan, for some reason, is a huge fan of uh, the Punisher, the Marvel Comics character. Yeah. And he has a car fully decked out like the Punisher, like he's a dirty cop. For, yeah, <laughs> uh, but he's just a nerd. Very troubling. He's just a nerd, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so... Um, yeah, but I don't know because he used to coach their um, G League team for many years. I mean, I, I don't know. That was it's... after he left uh, Mizzou because he was like sleeping with students, right? I mean, he was he was one of the he like I think he was committing NCAA recruiting violations before he had been officially hired, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. So, but uh, also yeah, there was, was that rumor of him going to frat parties. I don't think that was a rumor. I think there were photos oh, okay. of him at frat oh, parties, right, actually. Right. I mean, he he had a pretty reckless tenure. Uh, also, he was a Coach K assistant, and I believe he uh, did... Uh... Cocaine? No, no, no. He he was in, like, law... He was, like, coaching the team. Well, you can't spell well, cocaine actually, without yes. Coach K. That's true. Uh, no, no, but I was just going to say, like, that's a crazy rumor that he did cocaine. No, he just went to law school and business school simultaneously by being an assistant basketball coach. And I'm like, yeah, that kind of sounds like something you would take cocaine if you were doing. Um, okay. Especially at Duke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alleged, allegedly. <laughs> and, you know, he mentored that lacrosse team. And that was, no. you know. Oh, no. Don't, no. don't stick He that didn't out. do that. He didn't do that. Okay. Um, one more thing I want to mention just about the Lakers before we, before we start talking about their future. Um, Mm -hmm. 
that this same article said that multiple league figures contacted by Bleacher Report referenced the possibility that Lakers senior basketball advisor Kurt Rambis Incredible. would return to the sidelines after several previous coaching stops in the league. I I would I guess several. It almost feels like all of them lasted a week, um, <laughs> including he had an interim stint at as the Los Angeles Lakers head coach. That's true. That was in uh, 99 after they fired Del Harris and then uh, immediately hired Phil Jackson on the offseason, which uh, is ultimately which led to the Jerry West rupture mm-hmm. uh, because shadow general manager Linda Rambis uh, took him down. Uh, How however, come Linda Rambis isn't on uh, winning time yet? It's weird. Well, Kurt's not on the team. I know. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's he just, should uh, be. There. She feels like she's been there. Yeah, at longer there. than Jeannie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we we need like I I want to see like the Greek Isles, and uh, mm-hmm. I guess I don't know Linda Ramos's origin story, and that should be its own show, honestly. Uh, but apparently, the reason Kurt Rambis would not be a coach is that he is an integral figure uh-huh. in the front office. Yep. What does this mean for Linda, the shadow it, general it, manager it of the Los Angeles Lakers? This is she's protecting Kurt. I think so too, because she knows they'd have to fire him. And then, like was the coach, <laughs> yeah, like like that's not if if you were gonna hire Kurt Rambis, you want to do that in a year. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, if you're if you're Linda Rambis and you want to hire your husband as the coach. I'm assuming it's her decision primarily. Yeah. Uh, um, is the other reason he can't be the head coach is that it would uh, hurt his efforts to surveil Lakers Paladin. It's true. Uh, we'd have to ask Lakers Paladin. Um, we should have put the, the Paladin single signal out for tonight, but we yeah. forgot. Um, okay, so Joey, I think we need to answer the question. Who should coach the Lakers? Well, and we, I, have, we asked oh, our we asked uh, Twitter to call us and tell us who should coach the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, let's play those first. Um, so this one comes from our friend Jackson. Hey, um, hi Joey, hi Sean. My name's Jackson. I'm from the Bay. I'm in LA now. Uh, love the show. Love your shenanigans. Uh, I just finished watching Laker Nation fall, Los Angeles Lakers. I don't, I'm not a Lakers fan, to be clear. I live here, but I don't really give a shit. Um, but I watched them fall to the Phoenix Suns. They're now eliminated from playoff contention. There's all this talk now about, okay, what are we going to do? We can't move Russ. Who we can move is Coach Frank Vogel. What's I Lakers think... Fans? He's out. Look, he's out. And I know exactly where he needs to go. I am a big fan of the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings are my team. We fired a coach earlier this year, our beloved Luke, Luke Walton. And I think what would be best for both organizations is just a clean one-for-one Let's get Luke Walton to homecoming to Los Angeles. Let's get Frank Vogel up into Sacramento. I think the Lakers deserve as much misery as we have suffered. And we just should all, we 
both the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers organizations should just crawl up next to each other in the dirt <laughs> and just say, we are the same to one another. So bring Luke back. Bring Frank home. Uh, thanks a bunch for the show, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> that essentially ended with a Samuel Beckett play, I believe. <laughs> just two people groveling in the mud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... You know it's what? A, perfect. It's it's perfect, right? What's up, Kings fans? What's up, Kings fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. I know it seems like I've coached you before, but that was Dave Yeager. <laughs> um, crazy. Uh, it Vogel does feel like a Kings coach, though, doesn't he? Oh, one hundred. I felt like again. It feels like he's already coached them. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I don't think, unfortunately, the Lakers would rehire. I mean, not fortunately, because he shouldn't work ever again. I don't think uh, the Lakers... I don't think even the Lakers are fam, uh, Fast and the Furious family enough to hire, rehire a Luke Walton, right? No. That one's I mean, out of the is, question. Yeah, that's yeah, not going to happen. <clears throat> now, would they ha- rehire Byron Scott, though? It did, Yes. It's a possibility. He's, he's a possibility. Michael Cooper. Yeah. What about uh, Michael Cooper, Sean? <laughs> they hired Michael Cooper. Well, I've, I'll I'll get into it. I have some suggestions. Well, but let's I want to let our, our, let's our, play our readers. Call. Yeah. <clears throat> this one's from John L. Hi, Joey and Sean. This is John L. And I have a suggestion for the next Lakers coach. You know, I think they're going to try to really stick with you know, someone who is steeped in the Lakers tradition, who has a history with them. But, uh, you know, there are lots of veteran coaches out there who fit that profile. Mike D'Antoni is available. Byron Scott is available. Mike Dunleavy Sr. is available. <laughs> um, and instead of going in that direction, I really think the Lakers are going to pick up on what the rest of the league is doing. They're going to um, follow in the footsteps of Brooklyn hiring Steve Nash and Portland hiring uh, Chauncey Billups and and find you know a young former player uh, who doesn't really have any coaching experience, but they're going to surround him with a lot of veterans assistants and have them do a lot of the heavy lifting. And you know the the head coach is just going to sort of be there to uh, supervise everything. Um, and I think they also are going to want to keep their defensive uh, personality right. They're focused on the defensive side of the ball that they had with Frank Fogel. They're trying to reclaim their defensive identity that they lost. Um, with all the players they traded away or just didn't sign. And so I really think the perfect candidate candidate out there is someone who is a three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. He is an eight-time All-Star. Mm-hmm. This sounds he good. has okay. spent several seasons with the Lakers, including winning a championship with the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I think Dwight Howard should oh. retire after this season and the Lakers should hire him as their coach. He knows LeBron. He knows Anthony Davis. I really think that Dwight Howard is, uh, you know, the coach that's going to be in line with league trends and really allow the Lakers to retain uh, their sense of history and, and their sense of, uh, you know, Lakers legacy. So thanks, guys. I'll be back. <laughs> you can't touch this. Break it down. 
it's perfect. It's a really good suggestion. Uh, Joey, I have some suggestions, but I, I it's not going to be better than this one. The Lakers need to shoot for the stars mm-hmm. and they need to hire Dwight Howard. I'm going to I'm going to pitch you. I have eight. I have I have a couple, too. Uh, OK, OK. So let me um, I you don't have start as many as eight. So why I do have you, eight. So <laughs> uh, why don't you go first? OK. Uh, OK. The Lakers had a bunch of ball dominant guys this season, but their defense was terrible. They need a coach who isn't an offensive specialist. And in fact, a guy who is morally opposed to scoring. I'm talking about AC Green, Joey. Okay. I'd like to hear some other options. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Um, Not unlike the women who uh, wouldn't have sex with them. <laughs> so I, uh, I'd like to hear. Um, okay, this is actually a Rob Polinka replacement, Joey. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Okay, um, you know in math class when you multiply a negative number by a negative number, what does it become? It becomes a positive number. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the theory behind new Lakers general manager, Vlade Divac. His <laughs> terrible roster moves multiplied by LeBron James and Rich Paul's roster moves mm-hmm. actually turned into good transactions. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Okay. Um this one, um, it is Michael Cooper. He is he's a two time <laughs> WNBA championship coach with the LA Sparks. Mm-hmm. He is a D League champ with the Albuquerque Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. He coached the, the, the big threes threes company. He coached the, the Nuggets playoffs. for like five games. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh he's currently coaching. Joey, do you know where he's coaching? No. Culver City High School. So oh, that's cool. Not not that far away from the practice facility. Michael honestly. Cooper on winning time last week for the that's first time. True. Anyway. Very good. Was, I liked their Michael Cooper. Um, yeah. Um, OK, this is a guy who's he's, he hasn't been a coach, but he's been a leader in Los Angeles for many years. Is it Eric Garcetti? Um, uh, well, that would be good. But no, this is <laughs> this is Derek Fisher. But here's the mm-hmm. thing. Okay. He has to box. Matt Barnes, and the winner gets to coach the Lakers. For Who's you. coaching the Sparks then, though? Isn't he the coach of the Sparks already? Is there? Uh, oh, who's going to coach the Sparks? Yeah, because Derek Fisher Michael is Coop. the Michael Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Great. He just comes back to the Sparks. He's he's, a t- he's won two titles with the Sparks. Come on. Okay, so I'm also thinking of a guy that can maybe help with the Lakers' health problems mm-hmm. because I think that these guys. There's been a lot of pressure. They need a relaxed coach, um, maybe maybe a guy who can include some non-basketball activities to strengthen their bodies and avoid injuries, maybe like snowboarding. Okay, Joey, I'm talking about Vladimir Rodmanovich. Yeah, yeah. I, knew I think he needs to be the going. coach. Yeah. I think he's a little too much of a player's coach for this team. <laughs> he's almost like a not player's coach, yeah, yeah. too. He's like a... I feel like he's, he's a little he's bit like, too much like a substitute teacher <laughs> wheeling a TV in, you know? <laughs> that is absolutely right. Yeah. They're like, why are we watching Stand and Deliver? And <laughs> Joey, I watched Stand and Deliver in uh, three different kinds of high school classes mm-hmm. for sure. subs. English class. Uh-huh. Makes sense. Um, 
math class. Okay, it is about math. Yeah, and yeah. Spanish class where okay. we watched a version that was dubbed into Spanish. Okay, great. And so there's a scene and where they were like, you've seen this twice already, so you know what's going on here. Yeah, like also, also you've probably seen it on your own. It's on TBS every Saturday. Uh, but they changed the language so uh, Edward James almost makes the English speakers uh, sit up close for this class. Um, okay. Um, this is a simple one, and I think it I think it could work, but it involves Genie Butch Bus ditching the zero and going with the hero, Phil Jackson back in back in I mean, LA. That is that not chair. off the table. I it's don't not think. a terrible idea, and I do think she would have to uh, break up with Jay Moore, but, but she should do that anyway. But also, the problem is is LeBron doesn't get along with it. The posse comment. Yeah, that's right. But I think I think that's something that Phil I mean could get over, could uh, manipulate the media over. Yeah, like I I kind of feel like Phil Jackson's never out. You know what I mean? Sure. Like this is an awkward thing. He might not care. He might be too old and not want to try. He could definitely make up with like he said so much worse things to Kobe Bryant in print. Mm-hmm. And he took like a year off and came right back. Right, so. but the difference is, is Kobe Bryant isn't the most passive aggressive man on earth. Yeah, I just, he was I aggressive just, aggressive. So Kobe like respected it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just I just think Phil Jackson can uh, can deal with passive aggression, basically. All right, how many more do you have? Two, two, okay. real quick. Okay, uh, Joey, this Laker roster construction, if nothing else, is a mystery. Mm-hmm. Joey. What great Laker knows the most about solving mysteries? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's right. He needs a coach who can challenge him in the, on the, in the press and off the court. And what better triumph for LeBron to break Kareem's story, scoring record and then leak stories through Dave McMenamin until he gets Kareem fired <laughs> the day <laughs> after. Here's the thing. Uh, Kareem, his substack is amazing, Sean. Uh, it's free. You got to read Kareem Substack. I'm not even joking. It's great. Is it just is it just Kareem.substack.com? I think so. I think that's correct. But like, what's really funny about Kareem's Substack is half of it is him being like, "Here's what I'm watching this weekend." Yeah, it's Kareem.substack.com. Uh, uh, this rules. It's here's what I'm watching this weekend, and then it's a list of shows you've never heard of on the Sci-Fi Network. So, um. <laughs> so a guy, so Moon Knight is the best Marvel TV show ever. Uh, <laughs> uh The Outlaws. Uh-huh. I, I, I've never heard of that show. Uh-huh. Um, and then Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah. Kareem watches Bridgerton. <laughs> so here's, here's, there, it's, it happens like. Every other week, he does Kareem's Weekend Boost, movies, TV, music, books, and comics that he's reading. So this last one, the movie he watched was Grace of My Heart, that uh, that 1996 movie that's like fake Carol King. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie, but also, why is Kareem boosting that now? <laughs> um, and then TV was Killing Eve. Yeah, it was just TV. It was Killing Eve and Grace of My Heart. That's what Kareem wanted us to watch last weekend. I finally um, watched the first two episodes of Killing Eve. They're great. <laughs> it's a great show. Kareem's right. 
Also, he has a post about the three most disappointing movies of the year all being Best Picture yeah. nominees. <laughs> Damn, he really ripped a new one for Power of the Dog. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and and uh, Sam Elliott, hand in hand. Also, he lo- he talked about how much he loves Top of the Lake. Okay, that's pretty funny. Um, okay, one more, one more, one more coaching suggestion, Joey. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's time to rebuild a bridge and right a wrong. Joey, is this the most depressing Lakers season in decades? Yes. So the only thing that can match it is the world's most depressed man to be the coach. He hasn't been on the sidelines since 1979, but he's still sharp. Heal the rift. Heal the team. Hire Jerry West. You know what? I thought about that, too. Um, I don't think Jerry West would do it. You know what I mean? Um, I think Jerry when Jerry West uh, burns a bridge, that bridge is burned forever. You know what I mean? I know, but I mean, what if they could do it? What if, Lebr- if LeBron personally asked him? Okay, Sean. I'm going to say mine are a little more realistic than yours, I think. What? Okay, fine. So my first one is... Uh, we all know um, the Phoenix Suns, right, Sean? Mm-hmm. Are, um, they're the overwhelming favorites uh, to win the... Mm-hmm. But there's one thing in their way. Okay. And that is how Chris Paul plays in the playoffs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what I'm positing here is a scenario where Chris Paul really Chris Pauls it in the playoffs and is so embarrassed... <laughs> He just retires and immediately becomes the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, he finally writes that David Stern. Exactly. And what, Adam, to, what if Adam Silver blocked it? And he gets to coach his best friend, one of his fellow banana boaters. They uh-huh. sign, you yeah. know, they sign uh, Carmelo back. Dwayne Wade comes out of retirement. <laughs> El Barco de los Platanos. Okay, uh, my second choice is, uh, what about a mural of Kobe and Gigi? Oh, just coaching the team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just paint a mural of Kobe Bryant and Gigi and just roll the ball out. Uh Uh-huh. I like that. I like that because what, what would LeBron, like, it would, it would just solve all that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to criticize Kobe and Gigi? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that. (laughs) Okay, what about a hologram of Kobe and Gigi? <laughs> I like the mural better, but I think like maybe the hologram for road games. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh what about um you know, it's in fashion right now to do that thing where you hire a head coach but then you hire another famous guy and say he's assistant associate head coach. Mhm. Mhm. Um what if you hire Adam Levine to be the coach. <gasps> oh, but yes. you hire Flea to be the associate head coach. <laughs> Does he get? Do they get like the red chairs that he turns around in? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's how he decides to challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's not even watching the game. Yeah. Uh, unless he hears something he likes, then he hits a button and it flips around. So, um, so Flea has to, Flea has to mentor him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, He teaches him about Flea Lakers knows, lore. 
Flea's more of a team player, you know what I mean? He's more grit and grind than He's, the rhythm lead sector. singer of yeah. Maroon 5, Adam. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, as as we all know, uh, he is, Flea is the heart and soul of Adams for Peace. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, what about Sweet James, Sean? Oh, the the, the, the lawyer? The Los Angeles bill, lay, lawyer, billboard, billboard lawyer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's, I mean, Sweet James... He gets results. Like mm-hmm. if you if you've been in an accident, here's mm-hmm. the other thing: he's used to dealing with injured people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of his bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. I think Sweet James would be a great pick. Um, what about Chandler Parsons? Oh, he's well. He just feels very LA, doesn't he? Like, well, it kind of <laughs> feels like you would need. Would he and Sweet James maybe be a package deal? <laughs> Like, like their 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 first love is, uh, you know, like he'd personal injury law, but <laughs> like because the the only thing the Lakers have been truly successful at the last couple of years is hustle white guys, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Alex Caruso, Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves, technically not really having a great year, by the way. Um, but he's he's the best Laker. He's the only good story on the Lakers because that he's is the only true. Guy who plays that is hard. true. Um, uh-huh. so bring in the one who made the most money, Chandler Parsons, and you just, uh, you, you just, uh, throw out a team of guys who just want to dive on the floor and DM, uh, underage women. Can I, can I tell you who would love Chandler Parsons? Mac McClung? Dr. Jerry Buss. Yeah, he would. Yeah, oh, he would. signing a contract in a strip club? Like, how did that not happen at, like, the Spruce Goose or whatever that... <laughs> Strip club at Inglewood is called. <laughs> I think it actually is called the Spruce Goose. Um. um, all right, Sean. My last one. Okay. Um, you're a little bit in danger if you're the Lakers, right? Because the the Clippers have Kawhi and Paul George theoretically, right? So you gotta you gotta knock them. You gotta remind them who they are. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. knock them down a peg a little bit. Um. So you hire Blake Griffin to be your coach. <laughs> now, is is the presence of Jay Moore as the uh, the first man, the first gentleman of the Lakers organization, is that a positive or a negative? That's like, a negative. He, think, he thinks Blake's a rival, right? But Blake, Blake could actually write Genie some funny jokes, something Jay Moore has not been able to do. Well, I mean, yes, but he would be doing that after... Neil Brennan texted him those jokes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but you, so what? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, that bar is called the Wild Goose. I'm sorry, and it's not the Spruce Goose, it's the Wild the Goose. The Spruce Goose is the plane. Yeah, that uh, Howard Hughes would hate strip clubs, too. Like, that would probably be his least favorite place. Um, We had some Twitter suggestions Yeah, it's, it's been closed well. for a decade also, by the um, way. <laughs> Sean, we had some Twitter suggestions as well. Oh, um, good. Okay. Okay. Our friend Yogfan, uh, at Yogfan41, asks a question for you. Is it a conflict of interest to coach the Lakers and be the president of the Heat? Ooh. Well, I, I mean, that, I kind of think no, right? I, they could do it. No, I legit think, look, there was a wild rumor last year. Uh-huh. That the, the uh, Portland Trailblazers were going to hire Pat Riley 
and Eric I did. Spolstra. I did hear that. I did hear that rumor. I'm just saying, if somebody could do it, it's the Lakers, but they'd have to get Palenka's weird ass out of there. What if that held him back? What if Pat Riley really <laughs> wanted to come back and they're like, no, Rob's Rob's family now. Uh, so you could you can rent. Uh, Oh, no, maybe not. Maybe not. Our no, friend I'm... at Grizz Pereira, uh, sorry. Our friend at Grizz Imperatives asked, can Magic still tweet if he's coaching because I want him, but I don't want to lose the tweets? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I think that Adam Silver would make an exception for that. I think you might be right. Um, was it was it Stan Van tweeting quite a bit when he was coaching? Yes. So, yeah, I mean... And for the most part, Magic's like just kind of giving Stan recaps. Stan knows not to tweet, like, Paul George is a fantastic player. <laughs> yeah, but I think, like, maybe you just, uh, like, that's okay. Like, at a certain point, is is it really tampering when Magic does it? It's fair, fair point. I just think, uh, yeah. Uh, our friend at Carlos Animals says Anthony Kiedis. Well, yeah, he was ejected from that game yeah. from telling Chris Paul to zoodle doodle zing and zang and zong bang is doodle womp. But uh, yeah, I think that's I think that would work. Our friend at Holy Mountain says William J. Lambeer Jr. Ooh, he's still alive, right? Bill Lambeer is still alive. Yes. Okay, just just making sure. <laughs> just I just always feel like he's somebody that Wasn't like he could... coaching in the big three. Uh, he was coaching of the WNBA. Maybe well, he I know, did coach I the think big he three. Coached the big three too. So oh. he's actually only sixty-four years old. But I just, I just always feel like he could get murdered at any moment. <laughs> uh, he was coaching the Las Vegas Aces until last mm-hmm. year, after coaching the Liberty and the Shock. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a three-time WNBA champion, two-time WNBA Coach of the Year. Yeah. Yeah, bring him, bring him in there. Don't you think he and LeBron would get along really well? No. He seems like exactly the kind of guy <laughs> LeBron wants to play for. Um. All right. And what then... if they just became like, like, I mean, what if that's their way of dealing with everything? They're like, we can't afford some real players. We're going to thug it up, and we're just going to hope that like LeBron's reputation is going to just it's just LeBron and like the bad boy Pistons like without the talent though just just thugging it up in an unprecedented way and then i actually think Sean our friend at Moosey Mania came up with the best answer okay coach K oh oh you know Kobe's ghost wanted him yeah, to coach the Lakers for a while. I know. Oh, he's coached LeBron. Oh, he's coached LeBron. Oh, this is <laughs> great. He coached him, him in the, the Olympics. It would involve Genie paying him, like, I don't know how much money they'd have to pay him. How much money do you think they'd have to pay Coach K to come coach LeBron's final two? Oh, um. Like a billion dollars? Well, I mean. I don't think they're cash poor enough. They are. (laughs) They certainly operate like they are. (laughs) Okay, Coach K was making about $7 million a year at Duke. But he's, like, retired. Uh, How old is Coach K? Let's see. 
Yeah, he's 75 years old. So he would turn 76 during the season. He also, in his final game, called his final timeout um, after his team hit a three-pointer to take a lead, (laughs) which was, you know, a unique kind of thing. I'm going to say two years, $30 million would get it done. I think it would have to be more. I think it would have to be $20 million. Well, what I think you would have to give him the highest NBA salary of all time. Yes. I think you'd have to make him the highest paid coach. In- um, let's see. As of 2019, the highest salary was, I think it's pop, actually. Yeah, I don't think anyone's made more than like 12 million. I think you could do I think I think as long as he's the highest paid NBA coach ever. I think I think you could get him two for thirty. I think you'd have to do it highest. You'd have. I think you'd have to give him more than what Bill Belichick made, which was eighteen million. Um, because you know that little worm. He'd want. He'd only do it if he was going to be the highest paid coach in history. Let's see what. Let's see what Job Finder says. Well, no, he'd have to be the highest paid coach in history. I think being the highest paid coach would be enough. NBA coach would be enough. I don't though. Like, isn't that isn't that the whole thing? I think he'd want to be the highest paid to get him out of retirement. You'd have to get him. You'd have to make him the highest paid coach in all of in all of sports. I just I don't I don't know about that, but, you know, maybe look at his little worm face. He's got right, them just, over a barrel. I just think being I just think like being three million dollars ahead of the highest NBA coach would be enough. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. You, is Belichick the highest paid professional yeah, coach? Well, actually, but up. the thing is though, but but like I'm sure that like Pep Guardiola makes more than that. You know what I mean? Like sure. there's soccer coaches that make more. Well, I looked up highest paid professional coaches. Uh highest paid Coaches in sports, and it was Bill Belichick, number one. I don't know. Um, anyway, it was $18 million a year. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it is Diego Simeone. How much? He is making 43 million euros a year. Wow. I don't know how much money that is. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any. I'm like, what's the exchange rate? That is insane. Uh, Atletico Madrid, 43 million euros a year. Okay, so you'd have to give him... What if he demanded to be paid in euros? (laughs) I I need need euros. I'm I'm trying to... I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to go there. Okay, so Diego Simeone somehow makes like forty four million dollars a year. Uh huh. Yeah. Pep makes about twenty three. I guess. I don't understand how he makes that much money. I'm actually <laughs> doubting that figure right now. Uh, and then Jurgen Klopp basically makes Belichick money. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So if you want Coach K, 45, 44 million euros. That's what they're going to have to pay him. You're right. You're right. 44 million euros or nothing. <laughs> It was like it was so crazy to watch how he got mad on the sidelines too, because I just thought like, did, like d- didn't he learn to compose himself at any point? There was a point when he so he was sitting on a stool for that whole. You didn't watch that game at all, right, Joey? No, yeah, I would never. 
so he was sitting on a stool on the uh-huh. sidelines. Like Hubert Davis, the North Carolina coach, was acting like a normal man. Um, <laughs> coach K would like fold his arms and glare at the refs, kind of like this. And th- there was a point when um, he's sitting on the stool on the sidelines. Also, this is at the Superdome, so um, <laughs> the the benches they've got this like fake shitty floor, and the benches you know how terrible it looks when like. The, you've seen that before, right? When mm-hmm. the, the benches are like three feet below. Yeah, yeah. So he's sitting there on a stool. And at one point, um, one of his players missed a free throw. And he just sort of like spun on the stool like he was turning his back and folded his arms. And mm-hmm. uh, every time he like yelled at a re- he'd like compose his face. And then something at all negative would happen. And it was just like, <laughs> it's terrible. Also, um, I don't know if you, you did, probably did not watch the final either, Joey. I did not. But can let me tell you something about the shittiness of college basketball. Well, before you do that, yeah, can you announce the winner of our March Madness? Oh yes, the winner of the Alumni March Madness. Uh, we had in the Roth bracket, uh, Nancy Grace defeated mm-hmm. defeated Hoda Kotb, a very close battle. In the Lieb bracket, uh, Doctor Conrad Murray took down Tony Soprano, and in the final. Uh, Dr. Conrad Murray defeated Nancy Grace. Some would say he manslaughtered her. A murderer in that finally defeated Nancy Grace. <laughs> a murderer. She couldn't. She couldn't marshal anything because he just doesn't care. You can That's take away like his medical book. license. He'll keep. He'll keep practicing medicine as That's he like as he has been doing. A book that like oh, a woman in the car across the street would be about. Right? She witnesses <laughs> a murderer murdering uh-huh. a fake Nancy Grace. <laughs> I mean, there are so many pictures of, of Dr. Conrad Murray partying, too. It's crazy. Uh, he's got, like, he has a wild life. Like, I feel like we actually undersold him as a candidate, and yet he really took he, it hard. He walked over all over Nancy Grace. Uh-huh. Um, all right. What were you saying about the national championship? Game oh, yeah, yeah. So, watch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the, the fun game. Um, North Carolina took a big lead. Kansas came back. End of the game, uh, this uh, North Carolina player who was playing through a sprained ankle drove down a point, and uh, his his ankle just buckled underneath him. And when he saw the replay in slow motion, it was that uh, a floorboard was loose. Oh, he put a, he sprained his ankle because the floor. Uh, started collapsing on him. The so most he was, college basketball <laughs> shit in the world. They were playing in the movie Mouse Hunt. They were basically playing in Mouse Hunt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then Joey, I think you would hate this. Um, so he sprained his ankle horribly mm-hmm. on, yeah. on an ankle he had sprained in the Duke game as well. Um, and then uh, up five, five on four, Kansas just kind of held the ball. It was like it was like a soccer game, and they kicked it out. Mm-hmm. And then also somehow they awarded North Carolina a timeout, <laughs> even though they didn't have the ball. And uh, it it uh, you know like like Kansas Kansas has some awesome players. Like it was a lot of heart in the game, but like the inherent shittiness of the ending, where it was like, oh, a guy stepped out of bounds, and uh-huh. oh, a guy threw it away. But also it was just like the court injured the best player. <laughs> The court, like like it was a turnover because well his his ankle collapsed because mm. the ground was no longer no, secure. No reason to be playing 
in the football arena. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, also, uh, that it's all haunted there. Like that's all. It's all <laughs> all of those buildings are built on bodies. It so always just... freaks me out when people are sitting below the court. I, I hate it. it. I hate it. Um, oh, it looks terrible. Just build up the bench too. <laughs> like, like you're already making a platform. Yeah, yeah. Why do they have to like? Enter like they're coming up on like a. It's it's like every time everybody enters the game, it's like they're taking the stage at a middle school auditorium. <laughs> so like, okay, I guess this is being played in the multi-use room, the, the biggest college game of the year. Um. Uh, all right, Sean. We were gonna do a thing, but we're at ninety minutes. I think yep. no thing this week. We'll do the thing. This is the second time we've pushed the thing. We'll see if we ever get to the thing. We we could maybe maybe we'll do this thing as a Patreon or a special. We'll figure so, it out. We're yeah. gonna have to do it kind of soon though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, yep, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I think that's our episode. Sean, I think that's our episode. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, I will be at. You know what? I'm gonna plug. A couple punchline shows, although I will be at Neck of the Woods on Friday, April 8th. On May 3rd, I will be featuring for comedian Phil Wang at the San Francisco Punchline. And then on May 4th, I will be featuring for uh, the very funny Chris Voth, also at the San Francisco uh, and then as for me, you can follow... Well, first off, uh, Sean and I were both on Fight Island this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, our friend's podcast where they uh, we decide on uh, uh, fictional fights at a very real island. Uh, we decided which Mad Men characters would win in a fight. Uh, check yeah, that it's, out. It's a fun one. And then uh, you can always follow me on Stubs- Substack at kareem.substack.com <laughs> where um on... Um, <laughs> March 9th, uh, I wrote, did country music just kick blacks to the curb again? The CMA awards can afford to be forgiving. No one calls them. <laughs> uh, seriously though, uh, there are three good sub stacks. It's, uh, our friend, our friend KD, our friend KT, Katie Heindel, yeah. and our friend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> Trust the process. Oh, Trust Sean, did process. you write a song? Oh, I did. Uh, it's uh, it's a Big Brother and the Holding Company song. It's um, it's called Me and Javale McGee. Great. Uh, that'll be playing soon. Uh, Trust the process. Trust the process. And, uh, shut it down. Let's all go watch Moon Knight because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar told us to on the Substack. He loved it. Non-guaranteed deal in training camp Calls himself Pierre The club ceiling's near as high as clay on weed JaVale snagged a roster spot Just before the season Wrote it to two rings behind the Zazapeed He threw down monster jams From the dunker spot in Oracle He was winning games while George Carl was talking shit Shots with hung the best Hanging out with David West So playing time from James Michael McAdoo Shackton's just another word for Nothing left to lose Nothing But he's still playing on TNT And he started 
to go far away in parking lot interviews. Parking in the lane was good enough on D. Good enough for me and JaVale McGee. From the fine town of Oakland, went to LA with LeBron. Put up 33 and 20 against the Nets. Then Luke Walt missed the playoffs, and the brow he came to town. That dude, he ain't playing the five, don't forget. Rudy got the league in trouble, and they headed for the bubble. Won the title, and got a Grammy nod with the beam. Now he's in first place with Phoenix, racking up some double doubles, and sending free jug life water overseas. Jackson's just another word for nothing left to lose. His mom's Nick Pabs is in the Hall of Fame. And making beats was easier than beating up Andre Flash with rings he might ask Shaq, cause he's got three. Ask Shaq how it tastes the ass of Javel McGee. La da 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 la da da La da da, la da da, da da da, McGee. Yeah, la da da, la da da da, la da 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 da, da 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 He's gonna win it again, come on, Jimmy McGee, yeah. Oh, Lordy, 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 Hey, 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 Jimmy McGee, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah, Jimmy McGee, yeah. Waiting people like you to read this is Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.